0: Welcome to Board Game Binge, the place where we bring you bite sized, bingeable board game content across the industry. I'm your host, James Staley, and in this episode, we're chatting with Brian Rao from Firestone Labs. Firestone is the publisher of Shady Pets, Pets Gone Shady, and the most recent Kickstarter campaign, Throw Octopus. Brian, welcome to the binge. How are you doing, sir?
1: I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on the show.
0: No, it's great to have you. I apologize if I butchered your name. I, at the last second no, no. there, we tried to get the pronunciation right. So, uh, yeah. so it's, it's Rao. Is that how you pronounce it?
1: It's Rao. It's kind of Americanized of a German name. So
0: oh, gotcha. they dropped
1: the ch and they just went with R-A-U kind of pronunciation.
0: Yeah. I think in Canada, we'd probably pronounce that Roche. Roche, I think was what we would do it. But, uh, you know, it's interesting yeah. how names kind of, um, you know get their their sounds depending on even the country they're in right which is kind of cool so you've 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 got quite a background i was reading in your bio that you uh you've started the largest solar panel cleaning company in the u.s or something like this
1: well not really um i mean i started a company
0: yeah
1: probably four or five years ago i put solar panels on my roof and um I was curious to know about our uh, energy output and if it degrades over time and I had someone come out and clean it. I, yeah, kind of a nerdy guy a little bit. So I was monitoring the performance on my computer and noticed I got a 30% increase in output. So wow. I was like, this is a business. I'm like, nobody knows about this. So I, uh, I, I, Met up with some guys that were local that were doing some solar panel cleaning and decided I was going to jump in to form a kind of a internet platform company where people would sign up with me, then I would outsource the service to them and they would do all the cleaning. Um, So I kind of got into that business just merely from a internet platform perspective that I would do, I would be the marketing agent and then someone else would do the cleaning and (laughs) so that's how it all started. Um, what I didn't realize is that there's a tremendous amount of liability when you put someone on top of a roof and the insurance was so high that it, it didn't make sense. So I ended up just really, um, selling, you know, slash giving it away to the operator, the guy that was doing the cleaning. Yeah. And then I decided that I was going to just focus on uh, board games
0: <laughs> as a,
1: <laughs> uh, as a business. So I did that solar kind of cleaning for about two or three years. And, um, now I'm kind of. Uh, just focusing on the board game side right at this point.
0: So board games full time now. Wow.
1: Well, not full time. So I do have another. Uh, yeah, uh, my my real job, as the wife would call it, you know, the <laughs> company that actually makes the money. Um, and the board games is kind of like the side gig at this point, with aspirations that at some day it would be, it would be a full time.
0: What, what's What's the other job, if you don't mind me asking? What uh, What else are you doing? Um,
1: I work in an advertising agency. Oh, nice. And we uh, focus on uh, legal, the legal space. So mm. we help a lot of people that have been victimized by um, product liability, product you know issues, and maybe pretend, you know maybe uh, uh, contract cancer or were wronged mm. by a large group of you know pharmaceutical company or defective product. And we 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 actually work for law firms that are generating. Um, like class action lawsuits against those firms.
0: Got it. It's amazing when I talk to a, you know, a lot of people in this industry, It's uh, and the reason I always ask what people kind of do outside of board games is there's transferable skills, right? No matter what industry yeah. you work in there's always something you can carry over and advertising is a perfect one, right? Learning, in, although you're probably more billboards and things like that, but I, maybe you guys get more into digital space, but these are areas and learnings that you can then use to help in, in the board game advertising and in promotion of your own games, I would, I would suppose, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, um, my expertise was in um, the digital advertising mm. um, and the company does a lot of TV advertising, direct response TV, Yep. So you may see a little 30 second infomercial type type uh, yeah. ads um, as well as a lot of Facebook and Google. So we manage campaigns across TV and digital. Uh, we've only done one billboard as you you brought up. Um, <laughs> so we, <laughs> we mainly just focus on uh, direct response type advertising.
0: Yeah. So that's where the guy that has like the neck brace on and uh, have you been injured in a XYZ yeah. kind of thing? Yeah. So how'd you get into board? Like, have you been board gaming your whole life? Is it something that's kind of started like, like more recently or when did you get into board? I mean,
1: I think, uh, I think all of us, I mean, I may not speak for everybody, but all of us played games when we were young and uh, you know, we played all the classic games, the Monopolies, the Saris and Risk and Strategos and stuff. So I think, uh, I think if you're into games, you're a gamer at heart, right? So, and then when you have a family and you have, kids and then it's your turn to kind of get your kids into games so yeah you know our family likes to play games and uh i think that's that's where it all kind of starts it's you know uh the core of it is if i can make a game my family likes to play then i think the other other families will like to play it too yeah and uh they're they're probably the biggest critics so they're going to tell me if it if it's uh if it's not good something's not working um unlike you know other people that are more worried about uh your ego or something they're gonna say nice things yeah I think your family is probably the most brutal critics of them all and <laughs> that <This> stinks dad <laughs> don't do it that way yeah so. it,
0: it's interesting i see this in in almost in waves right so when i talk to a lot of guests they'll say you know i played monopoly and risk and so forth when i was a kid and then sometimes there's like, there's usually a gap, right? And then they said, and, and that's either, you know, then I had kids of my own, like you're saying, or we started getting back into board gaming and, you know, and then kind of exposed to some newer type of games. In some case, you hear people say, you know, I, I kind of parked it and then when I was in college, somebody introduced me to, to uh, Catan, right? And then I started playing Catan and realized there's a different type yeah. of board game out there. So it's interesting to see how these waves go and will be really interesting. And it's going to be a long-term kind of play, but even 20, 30 years from now, to see like what does that wave look like when people reflect right. back on oh yeah I used to play all these you know when there's all those Kickstarter games and the whole indie industry exploded. I remember playing a lot of games back then. 30 years from now, what what's what's that story going to be? I think it'll be interesting to kind of Yeah and what answer. are what
1: are going to be the classic games right? So yeah. I mean what are going to be the games that are new today that are going to still be played 20, yeah. 30 years from now? That's yeah. interesting to think about that as well.
0: I saw somebody put on I don't know if it was on TikTok or it was one of the I try to follow as many people as I can, and uh, there's uh, I can't remember his name, but he was doing a TikTok on um, talking about someone saying, "Man, it would really suck to see your game in a um, uh, in a, in a bin at like a, at a thrift store," and he's like, "That would be amazing. Can you imagine yeah. someday seeing your game actually at a thrift store? Like it's gone through its right. whole life cycle, and now it's there for someone to find as like as a treasure. How cool would that be, right?" And I think a lot of times it's kind of looking at the perspective of it is that. You know this indie industry, um, success is in my mind, a lot of cases is is getting to a point where you've actually published the game. Like you've you've made a game, you've been able to fund it and pay for it. So you're not losing hopefully too much money, and you've got it out across the world, and now people around the world are playing your game. For me, if yeah. you get to that point, you've won. If you can make money at it, then I mean then then you're doing really well but even to get to the point where you can have a game across the the planet that other people are playing is 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 pretty cool and rare yeah, not a lot of people are doing totally that. yeah
1: i mean i just a, uh my wife would always say wouldn't it be cool if you were like went into like a, a hotel and there's a game room and some people were playing your game and it would just <laughs> be like the best feeling ever to see you know someone actually just wants to play the game and they're actually playing it uh you know i mean your point too uh, seeing your game on a shelf, uh, would be kind of satisfying, you know, like a, yeah. a large big box retail store, like target or something.
0: Yeah. You walk in, you see, it's like, wow, I did that. Right. Like it's, yeah, it, you're in a very small club if you can get to that point. Yeah. Right. You really are. So what the first game you launched, was it shady pets or pets gone shady? Which was the first one that you launched?
1: Uh, shady pets was the first one. All right. Um, we launched that in October of 2019 uh, we got product delivery in January, um, of 2020. Yeah. And then, uh, and then COVID hit. Yeah. And then I just, as, um, I just shipped my first boxes to Amazon and it was like, sell out, sell out, and then get more boxes, order more product. And, uh, I, I mean, it's just amazing how lucky you could be at sometimes when you launch yeah. a product right in the middle of, uh, basically it was Christmas for like seven months. <laughs> that's yeah. what COVID was on the, on the Amazon side.
0: It's true. I mean, it's it, often, it, and it, I think that's where success often comes time, t- sometimes is, is being in the right place, right time. Right. Oh yeah. Totally. You know What do they say that uh, luck is where um, exp- like preparedness meets opportunity or something like that is what they say is how do you lucky? So if you're, if you're prepared, then you could get lucky a lot more often. Um but yeah, like I even talked to my dentist recently, and he was saying that he had sold his practice literally the three months before COVID hit. And he's like, at the time, I was kind of bummed. I'm like, ah, oh, did I sell too soon? And then COVID hit, and he's like, wow, I I hit the lottery. Like, <laughs> I just avoided all these retro yeah. costs that I would have had to pay in, at my uh, at my clinic, and uh, and now I can actually sit back and and, and relax. Like,
1: I guess yeah, the the uh, the flip side is the guy that bought the bought the business probably gets great as well.
0: Timing was not on their side at that point yeah. for sure. Yeah. So, and so the shady pets, was this a, um, was it your first game you guys had created or just the first one that you published?
1: Uh, it's the first game first published. I mm-hmm. mean, in, in reality, I did make a, a casino game, mm-hmm. um, a table game. And, uh, I lived in Las Vegas for about six years and saw all these table games And I thought to myself, you know, I could make a really cool game. So I did a lot of stuff. I mean, the casino games are all about math and house odds and making sure that everything can meet the standards of the Gaming Commission and stuff. So I created a game called Triplette, and I entered it into a table games competition in Las Vegas and me and a buddy went out there and there was 25 games in the competition and all of these uh, table game managers had to play your game and get checked off on a little box so they could enter into a big prize. Um, and then they they score your game and rate it and everything. And I ended up taking seventh place out of 25. Wow. So I was pretty happy about that. But only the top three got uh, placements in casinos. So I was still kind of out of luck there. Um, but it was a much more challenging uh, business because you're selling it's a business to business type sell and it's kind of all run by insiders and um you know big relationships that have existed it's really hard for new guys to get in um so i love the games uh the, that type of game and then that's kind of what led me into well maybe i just need to go direct to the consumer yeah um which is really kind of like where you're at more of an even battlefield uh, with yeah. other People, you're putting, you know, you build a product, you advertise it, someone likes it, they buy it. It's just, it's a much more natural uh, paradigm to be in uh, when you're developing games. Um, and then, um, I mean, truthfully, the you can probably see some similarities. Uh, the biggest inspiration was the Exploding Kittens okay. uh, story. So, um, you know, obviously, they're kind of the poster child for a lot of us, you know, they're, uh, family friendly, you know, uh, kind of the games that you make as well. Uh, they're pretty easy to learn. Uh, they're kind of lightweight type games. Uh, and here they come on the scene and they raise $8 million, you know, Kickstarter. And if you read their story, you, you hear their interviews, their podcast, um, you just get a feeling that, um, they were kind of in the right place at the right time and they oh, yeah. had made some really good connections, you know? So I was, uh, l- using them as a blueprint. Um, and the biggest thing that they talk about is theme, you know, and I think yes, see your games, you guys, you do a really good job. Um, the mechanics, the mechanics on a game, um, Know, I mean, they're very similar to a lot of games out there. You come up with a a game, it's well, it's kind of like this, it's kind of like that, it's kind of like this. Everyone's gonna say, well, you copied that mechanic and that mechanic. So the the real thing is you gotta come up with a really uh clever, sticky theme. Yeah. Um, and so when we we started playing around with the mechanics of the game, it really became how are we going to theme it. So it's uh, it attracts people's attention, and that's where the idea of the shady pets came out. Yeah, um, and then we were going to have all these pets, and they were all going to be wearing shades. Um, and that was kind of like the the basis for um, you know for this game was to kind of make a game of kind of using that quirky and and then use some of the I'm going to call it um, it's kind of a similar type of humor as exploding kittens. Um, where you kind of do some, make these cards that are kind of real clever, little funny, have little funny sayings um, to them. And I have some of the pictures uh, behind me and some of the prints that are on the cards. So the artwork is really, um, to us, it's kind of like really um, important, you know, to the likability of the game, um, which is, you know, when people see these cards and they see the pets wearing shades that they they have fun, you know, with it.
0: Was there ever a time that you looked at that original casino game and thought, gosh, like, cause I look at like chips and wagers, for example, or camel up, right. Those are two essentially gambling games, right? Yeah. Um, so have you ever, was there any thought uh, to doing that to, to or, or in the future, potentially bringing that game back that, that um, one that you won the seventh place on?
1: Um, that's an interesting idea. I haven't really thought about that. Um, I, I did, I created a, um, a table. I bought a blackjack table and I put it downstairs in our living room. Yeah. Uh, and we had a lot of friends come over and have parties and stuff. And a lot of the kids love to play the game and they just think it's the best thing ever. And, uh, one of our neighbors was like, how do I buy that game? And I'm like, uh, it's not for sale. It's just a prototype. So, um, you know, maybe it's uh, something that could be packaged up, but, because it's uh, it's designed to be like a blackjack table where you yeah. have five players yeah. at the table. Um, I would have to figure out how to make it work. Um, you know it's kind of like playing against the house where you're making bets and then they, you win and then uh, but uh, over the long haul, you know the casino generally wins. Yeah. So it's kind of hard had to figure out how to translate it into kind of a family.
0: Yeah, and create a theme. Like Camel Up is a perfect example of that, right? Like that game is just, man, is it ever hitting on so many different things at the same time, right? Like the theme, the cuteness, the board, um, uh, the mechanics of it, it, it just works, right? Yeah. And, uh, and and then even th- things as simple as um, photography, right? And that's something that sometimes people don't consider is, okay, how can I you know, skin this in a way that when we do stylized photos that's actually going to look good right that i'm actually going to be able to show like on instagrams and things yeah. like that so it's kind of a a complete package almost when you think of it from that that perspective
1: yeah that's a really good idea i'd have to think about how to theme it um but i can take the mechanics of my game and kind yeah. of come up with a clever theme like uh like they did um and see if it works kind of build a prototype and see if i can and then get the family to approve, then maybe they've got some, some kind of success success there.
0: So, Throw Octopus. So, you, you had two successful campaigns. Um, you know, Shady Pets, Pets Gone Shady. And then you launched Throw Octopus most recently. Can you tell us? I'm going to share it on the screen for people that uh, aren't familiar with the game. Can you just explain a little bit about what this game is about?
1: Yeah, Throw Octopus um, is a game that I love the idea of of placing tiles. Mm -hmm. and uh doing it in a way that combines a little bit of the mechanic of like an uno where you're trying to place tiles and it can be very difficult because the less tiles you have the less chances you have to make a play um and if you get rid of all your tiles first you win the game but there's a lot of challenges for a player because if you can play a if you successfully play a tile with an octopus icon on it, you get to draw a card, and these cards have different powers. About thirty percent of the cards are the throw octopus card, which means the either the next player or the player you choose um, has to draw two more tiles, and they lose their next turn. Um, but one of the things that we're adding to the rules is that you have to throw the octopus at them, and if it it only you only get uh, they only have to you know they get the the power only if you hit the person, if that person can avoid the octopus, then they don't lose their next turn and they don't have to draw two more tiles. So, uh, we had some people, uh, say we added that rule to the game and they said it was uh, so much fun. So now we're officially going to add that to the official rules for the game that you, when you throw the octopus at someone
0: yeah.
1: that, um, they, uh, you have to hit them. <laughs> it just adds another element of fun.
0: How many things got broken in your house playing this game? um
1: well luckily uh not too much you know we uh we usually play in an area where there isn't a lot of things to break but
0: is there a rule that you can't leave your chair so if they're throwing at you you can't you can't get up or
1: well i was thinking about the the rule is you uh you you can't get within say five feet of the person so you uh maybe you can run race around the house and chase after them with the octopus but you can't be too close. You have to be, you have to the person has to have a little bit of mobility so they can avoid the octopus. Um, so, but yeah, we're just trying to make a fun game. Uh, yeah. Especially for families that like to play this game. And uh, you know, a lot of times,
0: did you run this through your company on the liability side to say, Hey, you know, how much, <laughs> how much exposure is there <laughs> yeah. here with this octopus getting whipped at people's heads?
1: Yeah, well, luckily they're, they're really soft plushies. I I have a couple behind me.
0: Um, you have some on the screen here as well. <clears throat> so they're like, um, yeah, they're knitted or something, are they? Or
1: Yeah, they're little plushies. Um, this is the the baby one. Let's see here.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. And
1: this one, this one actually comes in the box. So in the throw octopus box, it squeezes down, fits in the box really well. If you really want to get a little more firepower to your... <laughs> Attacks, you can go for this bigger one. This is the normal size throw octopus. And this is kind of like the size of about a grapefruit or so. Packs pretty good punch. You know, boom.
0: And how do you get that one? Is that order special or
1: uh yeah? This one you'd order um off our website. You can yeah, we'll be able to order it. You can order it now in the of kit as a as an add-on. You can also order it on shadypets.com. And we'll have it so you can order it on throwoctopus.com as well. So you can get the You'll get the little one with it. If you want to get a bunch of these, some people like to have the, they're playing the game. They want to have, you know, three or four octopuses around. So you don't have to reach and go find out where the octopus is after the last person threw it. So you have a bunch of octopuses and maybe everybody's got an octopus next to them. So if you have four players, you want to have four octopuses. And then when you get the throw octopus card, then you're just right there and you just throw it right away. So, the other person can't really even run. You just can get them pretty fast.
0: How how was the <laughs> sourcing for that? How long did that take you to source this octopus? And can you walk us through that process?
1: Uh, yeah, well, I mean, I used uh, I went to, you know uh, at, at China, and um, uh, was I found a plushie company. So I mean, there's a whole bunch of them over there, and mm. uh, kind of told them what I want. And we kind of went through a number of iterations, got a bunch of samples. You know, we had to pick you know colors and fabric and everything. So once we went through that sample process, and I realized that this this is going to be it, then um, then um, I you know placed the first order uh, for actually it was an add on for Shady Pets, um, and uh, people loved it. So it was one of those things where got a lot of orders for it and you know put it up on Amazon as well and people were buying the game and they would buy the they would buy the plushie as well so um, cool. it's a little bit unique because a mm-hmm. lot of people that make games they haven't gone into the plushie area um, I was able to figure out how to make it
0: work um, what kind of minimums do they do they ask for for like a, a plushie when you're ordering from China
1: Well it's uh, it's a little bit like making cards you know where you're yeah. making a card game um, I always thought that the, the real minimum you want to do when you do a big production is about 1500. Mm. Um, if you go into the four or 500 range, it's just the per unit costs are just too much, Yeah. but you get up to around 1500, it starts bringing it down. Um, and you know, I can order these, these units, um, at 1500, I can order them for about, you know three four dollars all in mm. uh, with landed costs including the, the shipping so
0: um, do they compress down like when you put them into the box yeah. like they'll compress small and so forth well, yeah?
1: the little one the little one will fits in I mean I have I have the here's the throw octopus box the little one actually will compress down and fit mm. into the side so it fits it fits pretty easily in the box uh, the big one obviously comes as a separate unit um and you have to order that in yeah separately
0: and with the um this idea this octopus i believe this was actually a car was it a card that was in uh pets gone shady yeah is that where the the idea kind of generated or
1: yeah in shady pets and pets gone shady there is the um facial card yeah um and you play that particular card you get to steal the power of a card that was just played by uh someone else so as you Play these action cards in Shady Pets, and a lot of these action cards give you some pretty unique powers to help you win that game. Well, if you have the facial card, you basically just play it, and then you get the power, unless they play a no way card, and then they and then you can play no way on their no way, and you know, it just mm. goes, it just keeps going back and forth about who gets to have the power. Um, so we didn't actually, um, we sold uh, the 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 artwork on that card is, you know, of a, a octopus being thrown at someone's head. Um, so it was kind of like, it's just an accessory. So we added the element. So when you play the facial card, then you get to throw the octopus in shady pads. So people love that element. Um, and that was kind of the inspiration for throw octopuses that we wanted a game that was really about throwing octopuses. Um, and that uh, we hoped that that element would really Carry through and uh, make this game kind of a a family favorite type game uh, of getting you know that element of uh, you know throwing octopuses and of course if you're the dad usually the dad is the one that everybody picks on so I usually <laughs> get attacked pretty uh, and it's it's almost <laughs> impossible for me to win throw octopus yeah. because everybody wants to throw the octopus at me so I keep losing my turn and I keep getting more and more tiles so I. Can- <laughs> uh so it's but it's fun it's all we have a good time
0: i can't remember the last time i've actually won a game that i made uh yeah like i <laughs> i'm just i'm I target number one like in any time yeah. any game i've ever played people want to take out the innovator right they want to take out the game creators so you, oh yeah you're totally. target number one and then being dad that makes you uh target plus one right so oh it's crazy how have you marketed these so Going into these campaigns, did you do a lot of uh, advertising for the Kickstarter campaign? Did you leverage kind of some of the work you're doing on Amazon? Or what did that mix look like for you guys?
1: Uh, we mainly use Facebook. So okay. with a lot of uh, Facebook, the lead advertising uh, seemed to be the most productive. Um, I didn't go crazy this time. I noticed that one of the issues I had with this game is that the cost per lead was a little high. Mm. Um, so I didn't want to uh, spend a ton of money there because you know when you run the metrics as far as what those costs per leads are, what the lead is, and what percentage of those leads will actually turn into a backer. Yeah. Um, I decided that I was just going to, uh, you know, go with a kind of a smaller Kickstarter, um, and then I was really going to work either in retail uh, come you know fourth quarter Christmas uh to us that's like you know 90 of all of our orders is in that time frame so we um we wanted to get the kickstarter out here in march april and uh we're already in production even though we haven't uh finished the uh because we're making a lot of units way more, way 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 more units than what was um in the kickstarter so we it was kind of like regardless of what the kickstarter was going to happen, yeah. You know, we're going to do, you know, 2,500 to 5,000 units of this, knowing that we're going to be selling this in the Christmas time. Yeah. Um, so it was almost like we, we wanted to, we were going to do this no matter what. Um, and uh, we think the game is going to have a, a, a really good um, s- feedback rating, you know, from yeah. the people that play, the played the game, all the people that we, we have tried this throw octopus game, and even the reviewers, they are just like, this is so much fun. You know, our <laughs> kids, this is our favorite game. The kids always want to play this game. Even though we have a hundred games here, they keep asking to play the throw octopus. And yeah. to us, that's like, well, if they're, if the kids are requesting it, then you know, you got a winner, yeah, um, yeah. you know, like they when they can choose from a hundred games and they want to play the throw octopus game, then that, uh, that I think that's going to uh, go well for us when you start getting the ratings and the word of mouth and, that kind of stuff
0: dodgeball in a box <laughs> totally <laughs> so if somebody wants to kind of follow your journey how, how how best do they do that like if they want to kind of follow along with you guys do you have like a fan page or something they can follow or
1: i mean we use facebook so we have uh shady pets uh, facebook.com slash shady pets is kind of our social media yep. page we do have uh, a couple of instagram pages as well but uh for the most part we 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 generally do our updates. We do have uh, shadypets.com, and we do have a little bit of um, a kind of a blog there as well. But yeah, uh, so that's that's generally you know uh, how we communicate. You know, most of our updates. We do we have an email list as well, so we'll do uh, email um, updates from time to time of what we're doing or new new stuff coming out.
0: Well, I've put a link in the show notes to uh, throwoctopus.com Right. So if anybody wants to check out this okay. game and the other games, I'm sure they can get it through that website. Uh, what's next for you guys? Like, I gotta believe, you know, I know everybody in this industry, once you've done one game, you can't stop. Right. So is there yeah. something else you guys are working on or something else coming down the pipe or.
1: Yeah. In fact, um, you know, the, the interesting thing about throw octopus is that it was originally made for, um, now, I'd say one to five players. You can actually play by yourself and try to do a score. Um, but we created a two-player version where it's more like an action game. So instead mm-hmm. of being turn-based, it's more like a race to try to score as many points as you can. Um, and uh, my daughter you know, loves to challenge me all the time. So we go head-to-head, and we race to see how many sea creatures you can build Um before all the tiles run out uh in the process we've realized that this mechanic is really cool um and like and likewise my daughter is a really big soccer player so i actually created we have uh, so the two-player version of of throw octopus we actually made its own uh product i guess it's you know backwards but it's called octopus duel duel. Mm. and then we uh we're now coming out with soccer duel which is a oh, cool. uh, soccer theme. So you create these five soccer balls. As you race to create the balls, you score goals. each For each ball you complete, you get a goal and it comes complete with penalties, yellow cards and red cards. And um, you have an overtime period. And then if you're still tied after overtime, then there's a the sudden death. And you so you really go head to head playing soccer with this game and We're going to translate this game in five different languages. Mm. So we're going to have French, Italian, uh, Spanish, English, of course, and German. So we're going to launch it. Uh, And we're actually have already ordered it. So as part of the order for the throw Octopus, um, one of the things that has happened because of the COVID and supply chain is that... uh, just ordering products from China, it's really hard because of the transportation fees. Yeah. So you have to kind of look at buying containers. You know, that's like mm-hmm. how you get your shipping costs down. So I decided I was going to order 5,000 units of these even before the Kickstarter. So that's uh, actually on the process of being sent here without even testing it, without even the Kickstarter. I'm just going to go for it. I'm just going to uh, buy 5,000 of those.
0: <laughs> and when does that Kickstarter go live?
1: Uh, well, <laughs> um let's see August I guess August okay. or September so it's going to be a funny Kickstarter because it's gonna it's going to um come out I'm gonna I'm gonna promote it you know in the Europe a lot and um because they're you know they're at the you know the, the most popular sport in the world is soccer and I noticed yeah. that there's other soccer games on Kickstarter that have done well so I'm kind of kind of hedging that I think this is going to be successful um uh but the interesting thing about this Kickstarter is that it'll likely be, it'll Kickstarter will run and then you'll get your product probably about a month later because it would already wow. be almost uh, ready to go. Uh, it's a little different. I know that uh, the exploding kitten guys have done that where they've uh, run a Kickstarter and they actually started uh, shipping about two weeks after the Kickstarter.
0: Oh yeah. Um, well, certainly with the current shipping, shipping delays, uh, I'm sure a lot of backers would probably welcome that. Right. Cause it's uh yeah, Uh, it is as you're saying it it, not only is it tough to get uh shipping times but just just the delays i I had a game that i shipped in november um that just i just got notification that it's now finally on trucks uh an hour north of me so that was it's supposed to be six weeks and it took six months so uh yeah the world is really strange right now when it comes to shipping so
1: yeah, I was going to say for me, it's you got to uh, the new paradigm is you got to place one order per year. Mm-hmm. And so uh, because that's just the way I think it's, it's going to take that long for your product to get to you. Yep. So you might as well just get a container, fill it up with all your products, have it, you know, uh, hopefully arrive in September, October, and then you'll be good to go for the fourth quarter
0: well brian I, I want to wish you all the best on this uh this upcoming uh campaign uh i'll be following along uh it, i i think you're right i think sports themed uh, game especially something like soccer if it's family-based could do really well and uh i look forward to seeing where this thanks. real octopus lands too it uh, looks like a, a real uh, real blast all right thanks cheers this has been an episode of the board game binge podcast hosted by james staley produced by James Staley and Mike Bruner, with original music by Nick Smith. If you'd like to watch these interviews live, simply subscribe to our YouTube channel, Board Game Binge, and you'll get access to live interviews, giveaways, and interesting board game content from across the industry. I can't wait for you to join us. See you next time.